1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in the studio today. And today is a good day to head on over to visitmississippi.org where you can find something or maybe somewhere new to discover and explore in the Magnolia State. And if you've never explored Meridian, Mississippi, yes. this weekend would be a great time to do it. And actually, today is Meridian's sixty second birthday. Yes. And in the studio with me is Annie McKee. She is my favorite Mississippi storyteller and she's come up from Meridian to get
2: us excited about the birthday and the celebration. So welcome. Well, yippee! I'm so happy to be here. I always love to come over and visit with y'all. Well, this weekend, hey, the weather looks great. We've been sweating this out for this event because, well, it is Mississippi.
1: (laughs) We (laughs) never never know. know.
2: But 65 and sunny. And our event is a downtown history walk. There in Meridian. In Meridian, in downtown Meridian. You'll be hanging out right there at the Three Foot Hotel or MSU Riley Center or the Max or Sule uh, Industrial uh, Museum or the Children's Museum. I mean, you'll be hanging out in all of those locations as you take a walk through those memories of history. When
1: you say that, Miss Annie, I sit here and think, man. Sometimes you feel like Meridian is just underappreciated for all of the entertainment and tourism value that it has for a quick day trip, or mm-hmm. just stopping in to stay overnight if you're going somewhere sort of further. But take us back 162 years ago. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my.
2: Well. I mean, what uh what brought the city uh, to life? It was the great Choctaw Indian nation. Their their nation was a huge swath of Mississippi and Alabama, and there were six towns in that Choctaw nation, and the governing village was 15 minutes from downtown Meridian, the great chief Pushmataha. And I've just fallen in love with him. He was so cute. You know, the pictures <laughs> I've seen of him. Um, so we were able to partner with the the band of the Choctaw Indians up at the Philadelphia area. And one of their storytellers will come down on Saturday afternoon to portray this wonderful chief because none of us would be here today had he not been a friendly chief. It is said he opened his heart and his cornfields to the settlers who moved into our area. And uh, so i it's just a wonderful story to to bring it all at the very beginning of the, you know, the signing of the Dancing Rabbit Treaty in 1830 brought settlers into all of our areas. And when that great chief began to see all the agricultural implements and and the education the children were receiving from the settlers he wanted that for his people and he he would I have read, and everything I tell, I document, where he would loan some of the older kids out of his village to move in with a settler and help them fail the trees and build the cabins so they could learn, they could learn, and then bring what they were taught back to the village. It's the most exciting story. And if you know just where to look on Lost Creek road area in actually 10 minutes from where i live you can see where his village was it was coosa and there were 1800 inhabitants at its height and they lived in cabins they built cabins they had crops and then they had livestock and of behind the cabins and uh, fish and deer and turkey and all of those things that were abundant. So that's where we all started. Is there a memorial there for him or a plaque or a
1: trail marker or something, Miss Annie, or is it more of just once you know the history and you know the area of Meridian, you can kind of piece those two things together as you drive by or
2: you know make your way through town? There are a few books, but that's why I'm out. I'm out to tell those stories that are not being recognized that are not being taught to our children we say bring the children this weekend let us tell these documented stories by people who love our city and love our state we're not going to spin it we're going to tell it and we have um 21 stories the people are all in period costume. We're all volunteers. And um, it will begin at 2 p.m. and go to sundown. Now, this is kind of a spinoff,
1: though, of your brainchild, which is the Rose Hill Cemetery uh, tour, which has been going on. I know I have my thing here. That's in September. Mm -hmm. But but you do semi the same thing, but telling the stories there within the walls or the gates of Mm -hmm. the cemetery. What made you, uh, Miss Annie, put in your heels and say, "The the city needs to share its its
2: same kind of stories in the same kind of way. Well some people say I'm a nut job, some say I'm pushy, <laughs> some say I never give up. And my hubs back here agrees with all of that. But um 12 years of the Rose Hill Cemetery. I directed. I started it. My mentor, Mr. Walton Moore, is, it was his dream. He brought it to me and made it my dream. And I'm so happy he was able to see these tours come to life before he passed away five years ago. But we are a nonprofit and we, once a year, we hold a cemetery tour of uh, the last Saturday in September. And, Rebecca, we have had thousands walk that tour in the 12-year period. Our big draw is the Gypsy Queen of North America buried right there. She will be on hand to tell her story on Saturday afternoon as well. So because we're a nonprofit, we could not tell any other story. We were guided to tell only stories buried in the cemetery. And as I left uh, the next week, I'm thinking over I want to tell all of the stories. Meridian is so rich in our heritage. I want to tell all of the stories. So being me, and who I am, I just buzzed into to community development. And I met with Mr. Craig Hitt. I called and set up an appointment. I asked him later if I scared him because, you know, I come on pretty strong at times. But he was all for this idea. Let's bring together all all of the stories of our city. And we have so many. We can do this tour for the next 50 years and not repeat a story, but this year we're starting with these 21 at 10 different stops. Miss Annie, once you got your green light to create this
1: this historic tour that will be going on this weekend there mm-hmm. in the heart of uh, Meridian for its 162nd birthday, which is actually today, which I think is pretty cool. Yes. How do you start to whittle that down? I mean, or, or did you even know which stories to actually tell? I'm sure you didn't come, obviously, with you know a list of 50 plus stories, but mm-hmm. when, you, when you started it off, how did you start to piece
2: together what it was a must. Well, actually, I did have a list. You came I did. prepared. <laughs> I did. I had a list, and, um, and so Craig and I looked over it, and he's. We both said, "You know, we'll we'll be there three days if we tell all these stories." And I said, "I know we're going to have to make cuts. It's so difficult." But we eventually narrowed it down to what we thought we could do possibly in an afternoon. And please, people, come out. If this is successful, maybe next year we can tell different stories or add different stories. We don't want to leave anything out. Uh, and so, yes, we began to mark them off. And then we had to have a, a comfortable walk from it. It really is a loop between the train station, Union Station, and City Hall. With the How stop. far is that? That is only about four blocks, really. Oh, we're like, not talking a lot about. Blocks. Okay. No, it's not a lot. It's, I mean, I You're walk... telling 20 stories in four blocks? Ms. Well, Annie? we do. We have them clustered. Now, at Dumont Plaza, we have five stories. So you, for people who it's hard to walk or whatever, yes. just park your car there. Listen to those stories. And then move your car around to City Hall you'll hear six more stories and then move your car down to the train station and you will hear another five or six stories so it's it's an easy thing to do i feel like as this grows for you miss annie because
1: everything you do starts starts off and then catches fire mm-hmm. in the best way possible we can add in horse-drawn carriages to take you down or add I in know hay it. rides <laughs> all, all of that all of that with only being four blocks here i am thinking man we're gonna have to pack it snacks it's gonna <laughs> (laughs) be like miles sort of long but i would assume (laughs) that just even the downtown area is probably what like if you
2: if you a radius uh, around a mile maybe, or two maybe a mile and a to, half yeah. if, but the way uh, the city has been amazing working with us on this it's a partnership between our rose hill storytellers and the city of meridian and so we've met with this the police and the fire department and set up the best walk we could for the people to be safe well, and we
1: want to know some of the stories that will be on that walk and continue to celebrate meridian's hundred and sixty seven. 60 second. Why is that so hard to say uh, his birthday here on Good Things?
4: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at BenNelson.com. Sometimes love takes
1: time Good Things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi in 2022 so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Coming up tomorrow you've got Middays with Gerard Gilbert. He's teaming up with Ag Up Equipment and the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation at the annual Dixie National Rodeo and Sale of Champions. So join us to learn more about how Ag Up Equipment and the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation are teaming up to help you cowboy up, tractor up, Ag Up, and save with Ag Up Equipment and If you were listening earlier to Good Things, you know that ag, or at least, you know, the bringing in of the crops and the different sort of technology, was one of the ways that Mm -hmm. helped Meridian get to be Meridian, which it is. uh, It's birthday today. 162 years young is Meridian. (laughs) And joining us is our favorite storyteller, Miss Annie B. McKee. And she has, along with, I know just not you, but you have helped orchestrate a wonderful historic (laughs) walk in downtown Meridian coming up this weekend. And so I want to make sure that we help people understand who want to come out. So it is, it's not a guided tour necessarily. No. no. You've got the four blocks, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. You've got your 20 locations, your 21 right. different stories. Mm-hmm. Well, your different locations where twenty-one stories are told in total, and then your period your people dressed in period pieces are going to be stationary. You yourself walk. You self walk you right. it. You do. So I, I mean I pre- okay. So now it's not in my mind. I was mm-hmm. seeing just thousands all falling together <laughs> and micro like you having to yell like. And then eighteen hundred. Yeah, but no, it's not going to be. It's not going to be
2: that way. So how many? And how many volunteers are coming together to get dressed up to share Meridian story? Uh, twenty five. We have twenty five volunteers that work all aspects of, of this. Some are storytellers and some I'm not telling this year because I I want to be right in the middle of you know, you know me. I wanna be right there at Dumont Plaza and I'm gonna have a big information table. And we're having door prizes that have been um, donated by Lauderdale County Archives. They're wonderful history accounts written by local authors. I've got a couple of things in there. And uh, so I want to be there to register people, hand out maps, answer questions. And I ask uh, someone to tell a story from one I had written for me. That's the early pioneering families of of meridian which once we settled with the help of that friendly chief then trains came through in 1855 and like most cities of the southeast that's how we we actually started our town was through on the backs of the rails i like to say
1: what's uh one of the stories that uh, that people may um enjoy if they come out for it
2: oh thank you for asking well i have discovered a treasure Actually, she was forgotten for many years, and I just, well, this is how I found, you asked me earlier, I'm having lunch at Weidman's one day, and this, Jealous. <laughs> this elderly gentleman flags me down, and he said, have you ever heard of Susie Glover? at the train station and i said no no i was embarrassed because i had not heard well what susie glover i've rediscovered her she was a uh, baggage handler in about 1920 at union train station in its heyday really and she was african-american among a whole bunch of men she worked a, a man's job and uh, the management there asked her to call train destinations, so she began to call, and she didn't just call; she sang them out. New Orleans, and I'm not a vocalist, but uh, her beautiful alto voice, and she became a a personality in Meridian, and people would go to just hear her sing there. And uh, she worked the night shift. She became so popular, they moved her to daytimes. Well, I came across this story. I'm still researching. I'm trying to find where she's buried and other things about her. But uh, So I'm working on this, and the, the new Children's Museum in Meridian, and y'all need to come see that. It's the most amazing place. It's affiliated with the Jackson Children's Museum. But... So I talked to those people, and I said, you got to have this story about Susie Glover. And so they named their steam engine that's on display Susie. And I'm real proud of that.
1: I love that. Well, and I love the part of her story where she was just going about her everyday work. Mm-hmm. She was trying to find joy and probably the mundane of that's working. Right. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of dudes, probably stinky dudes, I'm stinky just assuming dudes. And you know, she used her gifts and talents to just she have did. fun. And then it, you know, that's what and that's what people get gravitated to
2: is just your genuine joy for joy, what you do. I know. Yeah. And and the deal is, she brought in the arts, and she didn't even realize it. That music brought arts into the whole situation and what joy that is. And
1: what joy that is and what joy you can bring in your whatever your job is, just when you, you know, when you do it with your authentic
2: self. That's right.
1: Miss Annie, I mean, when you when someone comes up to you and says, "Do you know Susie Glover?" I think mm-hmm. was her last name. I mean, right. why do you start? I mean, I guess Google, but I mean now. But you've been at this for so long that we're. I mean, what's the what's the next step to find out more about Miss Susie? I have connections. <laughs> to the dead?
2: <laughs> Actually, I do. <laughs> that doesn't not, no, me. not really. And I don't want to. <laughs> Some people tell me at the cemetery, do you know, spirits visit you? And I said, no, you, I'm still here, Arnold. Yeah. If one ever visited, I would be gone. No, I have uh, research connections. I have a dear friend who lives in Montgomery, and so she's really into research, and she helps. And then I have a few others around and we just put our heads together and uh, the Lauderdale County Archives is a huge help. I just hang there just almost daily and um, so yeah we just all put our heads together we begin to research to see what we can find there are so many search engines now that dig deep deep I can't afford all of them um, in my personal office but I do go through other channels
1: it's so interesting to me yet even you know 160 years ago you didn't have the kind of digital technology obviously Mm -hmm. uh, leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. that we have today but yet Humans still had the ability to record, take record, have important mm-hmm. things documented. You know, you you don't think about how organized we, I guess we were, you know, even in yeah. 150 years ago to keep up with that stuff. You would think that it would just be lost
2: in the wind so much is lost you know courthouses burned um, tragedies like the the horrific 1906 and it was called a cyclone in in downtown Meridian just about ripped everything away uh, so things were lost and and I'll add a little tidbit to that. the mayor's office was there in the midst of all this storm, he had two pet hens that he tended This
1: is in 1906? Nin- okay.
2: 1906. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just get all excited and run all over myself. But anyway, his two pet hens there in his office were blown from Front Street all the way to 23rd Avenue, which is about three miles during that storm, without losing a feather. And what a story. You know, people love those incidentals. They want to know the, the little details that maybe you, you wouldn't know. And I, I, I researched, I found that in an old newspaper about those two pet hens.
1: Is it like every day going on an excavation or, I guess, an exploration, should I say, Miss Annie, to do your work? I mean, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I wake up at night sometimes and hop up and go make a note of something I want to check out the next day when it's popped in my mind. Oh, yeah.
1: You're born and raised in Meridian, yes, too, right? Yes,
2: yes, yes. So you um, feel a deep connection to the city. I do. I, my uncle was mayor one time. My <clears throat> Another uncle was Manager of the Lamar Hotel, which is a fancy-smancy place for its day back in the 50s and 60s. And when I was a little kid, my grandmother and I would get to go down and stay in the hotel with, with Uncle B., Because it had air conditioning. And I can still remember those little yellow chenille bedspreads on the little twin beds. Grandma and I would share our our room every time we went. And then we'd take dinner in the the fancy dining room. It's just uh, so meaningful to me. Hubs here and I both had careers that we were offered chances to move. I worked for General Motors, and I just have to say when I left, they had to file bankruptcy. It's a true fact. But uh, And Hub's worked for the government 32 years. That's why he's so weird. But we could have moved with our jobs. We said, no, we want to stay here. We want to stay here and see what what little we can do to help with our city.
1: Well, it feels like you're doing a lot to help with just bringing up the history, getting people reconnected with the stories within mm-hmm. the building. Knowing that you can go to one spot on your historic walk, Miss Annie, and hear four to five uh, different historic uh, yes. stories. And I think we would all, you know, be a better service to our own towns if we knew mm-hmm. a little bit of connection. When you know better, you do better, usually. But then when you know, you're also more connected, and that That's meaningful yes. uh, that meaningfulness comes together. Well, we're gonna have a little bit more with my favorite mississippi storyteller miss annie b mckee coming up next here on good things
4: From the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint and coating needs go to seabrookpaint.com today's sunny skies high near 65 tonight mostly clear low around 36 your thursday sunny conditions high near 67 and a look at your finally friday sunny skies high all the way to 70 degrees this weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at rj's outboard sales and service at 1208 old fan road rj's outboard sales and service your yamaha outboard dealer in brandon
3: If you love hunting, fishing, and ag, don't miss the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th. At the Ag and Outdoor Expo, you'll find everything for the outdoors, rods and reels, bows, guns, and clothing, as well as tools and equipment for the ag world. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, February 11th through the 13th at the Trademark on the Fairgrounds. Brought to you by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com. Green Home Solutions, we make air better.
4: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
5: This is Dennis Stevenson, director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe.
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
1: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In a COVID virtual town hall Tuesday afternoon, Dr. Paul Byers at the Mississippi State Department of Health explained where Mississippi stands in regard to the pandemic. This is what he said after the lowest number of single-day cases was reported since December 22nd. But
4: when we look overall, it's not just our case numbers that are coming down, and our deaths are slowly coming down when we look at the trends. Um, We're seeing other indicators that tell us that um, we're on the back end of this this current wave. We're seeing less emergency department visits for, for COVID. We're seeing less demand for testing. We're seeing decreased impact in our nursing homes as far as nursing home outbreaks. And so these are all positive indicators that we're moving in
1: the right direction. Today's report will be available at supertalk.fm as soon as it's released.
3: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, celebrating its 100th year in 2022, is the largest general farm organization in the state. But whether you're a farmer or a consumer, Farm Bureau works for you through its many policies and programs. And we can also help your money grow. From discounts on automobiles, mowers, and equipment to hotels, car rentals, and vacations, Farm Bureau's got you covered. Join today and download the member savings app so you'll have over 200,000
0: discounts at your fingertips.
1: things wants to remind you there are some great things to do in Mississippi. Plenty of events. Unique places to visit. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Finding out more about Meridian and Mm -hmm. her birthday, which was February 10th, 1860. That makes her 162 years young today. And we're continuing our conversation with Miss Annie B. McKee, my favorite Mississippi storyteller, which you Mm -hmm. said you've been doing for the last uh, 25 years. Uh I know (laughs) much of your work over the last two and a half decades have been very focused on Meridian. Yes, but Miss Annie, do you have other fun stories that you like to tell, or has, has your whole career kind of been focused on being a megaphone in the storytelling world for for Meridian?
2: I've written a weekly opinion column at our local newspaper, Meridian Star, uh, since two thousand and five. So I have a ton of stories. I love southern humor. Oh, I just love southern humor. So I have, I have, I have my characters that I write about. You know Miss IP Rainwater and Miss Fanny Beehive and some of the others. They're they're my friends and I write about them a lot in different situations. And it, when I get around to it, I'm gonna put a book together. I write a lot about hubs and my 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 little rescue pup KK. They both have a birthday this weekend. So along with Abraham Lincoln, when's the hub's birthday? The 12th. That's my husband's birthday. Really? Yeah. And Abraham Lincoln. And sh- Abraham Lincoln. I would have. In- I would have included him in my newspaper column. <laughs> I know. Do you give the hubs uh, another name in the newspaper, no, or do hubs. you just call hubs? Hubs. Everybody knows hubs. You know, I'll go out. To do a program and somebody will come up to me. I don't know them. They'll say, is Hubs with you? I'll say, no, he's not here today. <laughs> you know? But that's, what, you know, that's his name uh, when I write.
1: When did you get into storytelling? I'm sure 25 years ago you kind of started it as a, like as a career or or an interest in in or as you said 25 years ago, people thought it couldn't be a a profession. Mm -hmm. But where was your first start? Who inspired, who told you stories that inspired you to tell stories?
2: Um, Through the church. I started through the church telling stories. Um, When uh, General Motors closed and I took an early retirement. See, I worked there and it was a wonderful career, but I didn't like it so much. Don't tell anybody. So uh, I started volunteering more at church, working with the children, and I began to tell stories. I began to dress in costume, Bible stories, and I realized I had a little knack, and then I ventured on into these other areas. So yes, through the church, the Lord led me there.
1: The Lord led you there, and then also it's it's grown over the last two decades. People have become more um, embraced by mm-hmm. storytelling being an actual art or art form. Yes. It's hard for me to think that that was never looked upon as you know true true art form because it's hard as anyone I mean as you can tell parents sit down and read a story to their children and you're either good at it or you're not Mm -hmm. when this you know the school asks you to come and read for the class your kid's going to ask for mom or for dad not for both (laughs) you know one for you know one reason or another or they're going to pass on you all by so Mm -hmm. I mean what goes into being a good storyteller versus just telling a story because there's there's two totally different Mm -hmm. anyone can just recite and tell a story Mm -hmm. a storyteller creates Entertainment draws you in Mm -hmm. you feel connected. So where's the difference? The passion,
2: the the passion. Can you hear it with me? It's the passion. You know, when I go out to tell a story, I am all over it. I'm prepared. I've researched, but I don't have any notes. My technique is I I research, I write it, uh, print it, read it over read it over, and then I go out to tell it because a storyteller does not memorize. You know your facts, and then you tell it from the images that you see in your mind. It's a little weird sounding, but that's how it works. So I will not tell a story exactly the same every time, but I'll get it all in there. Because that's how it's coming through my mind when I tell those stories.
1: And storytelling is the very first form of history recording. Absolutely. So telling down the stories of families, sitting mm-hmm. around campfires or whatever mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. can be. I mean, it goes back as far
2: as when people mm-hmm. well could first communicate. Just sitting around the fire, even before cave drawings, you had storytelling. So it is the oldest art form.
1: What are some of your favorite stories to tell?
2: Oh my goodness!
1: My well, favorite love, character. Oh, I guess not character. Historic figure would be a more accurate term.
2: Mm, well, anything Mississippi inspired. I tell the Eudora Welty story. I've told her many times. I, I tell Jim Henson and Richard Wright and um, just all of those ingrained stories because we must teach the children through the voices of people who love our state as i mentioned earlier i don't spin it i don't sugarcoat it i tell the story but i bring the kids i'm talking about children i bring them in with me and i bring a little costumes with me i have a little thing that happened one time i was uh in an unruly class. <laughs> and uh, teacher disappeared. I don't know. And these two little kids slid in on their bellies to where I was that day. I thought, oh, my What, what grade was this? This was my third grade. Uh-huh. And I slid in, and I thought, what am I going to do? But I began to pull out my costumes, and I told, I told the story about Samuel Dale. He was an early hero in this area before statehood, and how he all the wonderful things that he accomplished. And those two little boys were right there. I mean, they didn't miss a word. They had their costumes. And as I'm packing up to leave, they come up to me and they said, what are we doing tomorrow? I said, honey, I won't be here tomorrow. And they were so sad. But you bring them in with you and they will never forget it. I bet today they could tell you that story because they they were part of it.
1: And It works for adults too. It does. Sometimes we, I'll take we may costumes. not come in on our bellies, <laughs> <laughs> <I know it. laughs> although we may we may have more joy if we if we did. <laughs> I but I think we do it too. We get wrapped up in mm-hmm. um, a storytelling. It, it, you know, it, it awakens all the emotions and then and all the senses too. It's mm-hmm. you know, that you can. And then you remember things a, l- a little bit differently, a
2: little bit better in that in that way. You so do. I was at a, a garden club meeting. They asked me to come and I took hats, big old hats. And I had each lady who who volunteered. I don't make people do things, not every time. And uh, so they put their hats on and they played the part that I did the talking, but they were represented those characters. And they had the best time we laughed and we just relieved all of our stresses. Because we got in on a a Southern humor story, is what I told that day. And there's plenty of humor in our Southern culture, for
1: for sure. And I'm sure there's some humor sprinkled through in your historic walk coming up this weekend. So for those who are just tuning in with us here on Good Things in downtown Meridian, it's going to be on Saturday. On Saturday. On Hubs and Hubs
2: Birthday. Yes, yes. What time does it get started? We left out all that good information. Oh, it starts at 2 p.m., goes till sundown. 2 to Sundown. Well, that is not a southern time frame I've never heard. It certainly (laughs) is. Coming out of the mouth of this southern lady right here, (laughs) the planning of... But if it's a success, if people come, if people support, uh, maybe it will grow, just like the Rose Hill tour has every year.
1: I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think so. I think people are interested. It should be, as you mentioned earlier, on good things, a beautiful weekend to get out and, and mm-hmm. explore. And even if you're not in the route to Meridian um, this weekend, you can always put it on your visit Mississippi list of mm-hmm. places to mm-hmm. stop and see. That's or right. Get curious about your own town. If we are curious. Miss Annie about stories in our own um, neck of the woods. Where's where would be the first place for us to get a little educated?
2: I would say go to Three Foot Hotel and just take the tour, um, and maybe even book a room, stay overnight. And then take dinner at Widman's Restaurant and just walk through downtown. Maybe take a show at the MSU Riley Center. If you've got children or grandchildren, take them to the Children's Museum because they have a lot of history there, too, that they teach. And just embrace what we have going on. Just embrace what we have. There's some bad stuff, but if, as long as we repeat and tell and tell the good. Maybe we can overcome some of that. Well,
1: that's exactly what we try to do here on Good Things. Mm-hmm. And Meridian is better for having you sticking oh. around in it, Miss Annie B. You. And if we want more of what you're doing and your storytelling and some of your books, how do we find you online?
2: Well, I have a website. It's dot com. If we
1: want to find out more about the
2: Downtown Meridian Historic Walk, where do we go and do that? You can go to the City of Meridian Calendar or you can you can get in touch with me through my website all righty well I look forward to having you back because before we know it it's going to be
1: September
2: it's just rolling along and we're going to be talking about uh the the cemetery tour I wish we had time for me to tell you about the new newest story we had there it was a cool. bride buried in her wedding dress well that sounds like a bad day but, but we
1: will, <laughs> we will we will we will bookmark that we and we'll will. be sure to share it the next time you're with us here on good things so and thank, thank you. you thank you so much absolutely what fun what fun we'll stick with this we got a little bit more for you coming up next. okay
0: It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Uh, wrong! It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right. All February, we're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future. Our staff is ready to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com.
4: See dealer for details with
3: perfect credit select models.
5: This is the closing agri market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was down 24 to 123.80. July cotton was down 16 to 121.16. At the close of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were up 25 and three quarters to 15.94 and three quarters per bushel. May soybeans were up 23 cents to 15.95 and per bushel. March corn. Was up 14 and a half to six forty-six and three quarters per bushel. May corn was up twelve cents to six forty-six per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was up 165 to 147.82. June live cattle was up 122 to 142.47. March feeders up 140 to one sixty eight twenty seven, April feeders up eighty to one seventy two fifty seven. At this hour, the Dow Jones is up three hundred seventeen points, 35,779. thousand seven seventy nine. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi AgriNews News Network.
0: Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Guard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Guard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at b3xf.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Your formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton. Featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at VisitMississippi.org and Valentine's Day is almost here. We are counting down the days and middays with Gerard Gibbert will be at Carter Jewelers in downtown Jackson where they will have great deals on jewelry for your special someone coming up on Monday. So if you need a last minute gift, that would be the time to get out and do it. Now one of our favorite Mississippians to talk about or for the guess, I think I do is Miss Morgan Freeman, and he's been popping in the state quite um, often here lately and for good reason. So, if you have been over on the Good Things Facebook group, you'll see that I just posted where he is in Mississippi. Filming The Minute You Wake Up Dead, which I want to make sure that was the name of the film and not not just implying it. It's being shot in Canton, and it stars Morgan Freeman, but it also has Mississippi uh, roots with the producer, Andrew Stevens, as the son of actress and Yazoo City native uh, Stella Stevens as well. And so they are um, Canton's native and casting director, Matthew Morgan. So it's pretty much a Mississippi list from top to bottom. With the minute you woke up dead. So we'll have to make sure we keep that on our radar. Maybe we'll even ask uh, Tanya about that coming up on Friday here when she gives us our movie reviews. But if you are into music and not necessarily movies, then Morgan Freeman's got a spot for you too because you may know of Ground Zero there in the Delta. Well, he's opening up a Ground Zero Blues Club in Biloxi. And from what I can tell, this coming up uh, Friday, February the 11th, I mean, this Thursday, if February the 11th or Friday they've got their date wrong or one of the two coming up in the next couple of days days Friday yes because the birthdays the hubs' birthdays is on Saturday Um, it's either Thursday or Friday I'm not sure which 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 one is wrong in this uh, in this uh, press release but it's opening soon that's all you need to know there in uh, Biloxi and it's going to um, bring more entertainment and uh, concert opportunities there to the mississippi gulf coast and he's supposed to be there at some point between opening and the first weekend or whatever it may be so i don't hate you if the only reason you buy a ticket and go and listen to the good music is just to catch an opportunity to meet morgan freeman i mean you know no shame in that game if nothing else you'll hear some good music eat some good food and have a good time out on the mississippi gulf coast with the Hopes of maybe running into you know, Morgan Freeman. I, that'd get me out. How about you? I mean,
6: I I enjoy the few time I enjoyed the few times I've gotten to go to ground zero, so I'm gonna have to check it out.
1: Well hopefully it's the it's similar. It's on Howard Avenue. And like most projects, it's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back during the last eighteen months. So I know they are excited to get that up, um, up and going as well. Some of you are excited to have an excuse to eat pizza. It's National Pizza Day. Do you even need an excuse to eat pizza?
6: No, no? pizza is pizza, and uh, it's good for breakfast, lunch, or dinner.
1: It's a true story. Cold, hot. It's the only one of the only things you can enjoy: cold, hot, medium, lukewarm. The only thing you'd ever say is oh this pizza is too hot. I don't know if anyone's ever said, oh, eh, it's too cold." Right? It's too
6: Usually you know. cold pizza is best for breakfast. Correct. Unless or, you're making breakfast or
1: pizza or late is awesome. night. Yeah. One of the two. In between, if you could order all-time best pizza, what are you ordering?
6: <laughs> this is kind of a wild card, but Pizza Hut for a while there had a deal. Where you could, as long as you called in to order, and then they switched it to where if you ordered online, and then they switched it to where if you ordered on the app. But either way, they don't do this anymore for for good reason. It was a flat cost. It was a $10 pizza, large pizza, whatever toppings you wanted.
5: So, of course,
6: being the guy that I am with my roommates that we had at the time, it was just a challenge to put as much on a pizza as you possibly could and the one time we got absolutely everything on the pizza every topping they offered we got it on the pizza for 10 bucks the box was bowing it was so heavy but that was a delicious pizza
1: oh i bet it was here's some fun pizza pack, fun pizza facts for you pizza is the most popular pepperoni is the most popular pizza at 36% over 3 billion pizzas are sold in the us each year 1 billion on frozen pizzas we like our pizza and in the united states 17 percent of all restaurants are pizzerias not just have pizzas on the menu they sell nothing but pizzas americans consume on average 23 pounds of pizza per person each year i don't know if i eat that much pizza So that means
6: for every person that doesn't at all like pizza there's somebody, there's somebody out there eating 50 pounds of pizza a year i i
1: could see that for some, Greg and Nettleton, the m- oh, the moment you wake up dead, absent from the body, present with the Lord. <laughs> yes, that, there you go. Great. Second Corinthians 5. Eight. I appreciate that. But no, that's the name of the movie uh, that Morgan Freeman and, and so many other Mississippians are connected with that it's being filmed in Canton. We'll make sure we get some more information on that uh, for you. But stick with us. you got more coming up next uh, with the boys from 3 to 6 with Sports Talk Mississippi. Rhino and I'll be back tomorrow at 2, but until then, we hope you all find time for the good things.